And we are back. That's right. The Pop Culture Forest, two bears media review, where we take a deep dive into all of our favorite forms of pop culture and topics therein. We're talking about movies. We're talking about TV shows. We're talking about books, literature, and music. But today, we are hunting out and getting rid of some of our favorite villains who got closest to their overall goal. Of course, over here is your Vanilla Bear, Patrick. What's going on? Yeah, Super know- pumped for this one. This was a tough one to thin out the herd on, for honestly. Real. Yeah. And if you don't know, you should know. Over here is your Chocolate Bear Mundo. What's up, everybody? Um, this is super interesting. I love this topic. Yeah, um, this was a super fun one to, I, and honestly, this didn't have a lot of research. Uh, if you've listened to past ones, you guys know I don't, I don't tend to go outside of what I've watched unless it's a topic that requires it, because I like to make sure I can have the best conversation for you guys on it. And just from what I've seen, it was hard to break down this list to a palatable number for a two-hour conversation. So. Super excited to hear what you have on your side because I imagine you had the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I spent, I mean, I've spent so long just thinking about what both these, what what this means. <laughs> and some of mine, I'm I'm wondering what you're gonna think about them because they're they are the villain, but it's not directly the villain, and it's really hard to explain unless people have seen the movie or kind of know what the plight of that character is uh so i'm excited to talk through those ones and yeah and then that's that that's the other thing like are we talking about uh villains or antagonists they are not always the same thing yeah you know yep definitely um i i guess we'll just get right into it you and i both have some some people that we want to just briefly mention before we get into the deeper uh, yeah. side of things right yeah no definitely honorable mentions <laughs> yeah um, so i'm gonna bring this one up first okay. not in any particular order but because i want to get rid of him so that we don't have to talk about his name again um kevin spacey in seven really good loved a minute but of course we don't want to talk about kevin spacey okay but i needed to bring it up we can move <laughs> on from that one <laughs> um although he's great and he definitely almost gets to his goal and he nails it but good stuff i'm i'm happy you brought that up because i have somebody else later on in my list one of i think the best film villains of all time um also portrayed by kevin spacey but we will get into that later we're allowed to talk about that one that's good to know yeah (laughs) yeah nice we're allowed to talk about that we're not allowed to talk about seven (laughs) um all right what do you you have any on your honorable mention uh yeah i got i got an honorable mention one just because i hate him so much and i don't want to talk about this film series ever in my life um john kramer the jigsaw killer from the saw series ah yes okay Yeah. yeah i've never seen any of those I'm They're good. awful. Every single one of them is real bad. <laughs> that bad, really? Yeah, every single one. The first one's okay. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a six out of ten. By the way, I want to make a point on the jigsaw thing. Yeah. Chris Rock comes out and says how he hates what Hollywood's turned into. And then he goes and makes the 18,000th 18, installment of Jigsaw. Yeah, they all do that, bro. <laughs> what an idiot. I can't be mad. I, I honestly, I'm just, I, I'm a little stoked that Jigsaw has Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson in it. I was surprised by all of it. Haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure Uh it's bad. Oh, just watching Chris Rock try and be a cop. I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to go well. (laughs) I thought Chris Rock was amazing in the most recent season of Fargo. Yeah. Maybe that's why it works. He was fucking, well, he was a gangster in that. Oh, okay. Uh, So I'll, I'll run through my other ones pretty quick here. Yeah. Uh, my other honorable mentions are, oh, where's the fourth one? I must not have saved it right. Uh, my other, my other ones that I have are the basically almost invisible character from Phone Booth, because uh, you feel how terrible this guy is despite him not being really in the movie whatsoever for all of twenty seconds. Maybe I don't remember at the end. Um, they give you a quick pass by such a long time <clears throat> yep you never see him until he escapes which yeah, I thought, makes I thought him that really movie, good I remember at what thinking he does. that movie was the tits yeah but he is one of the few on my list that actually met his goal I forget what that movie was about I forget what he was trying to do <clears throat> I don't remember what exactly he did but I know he got away and to me that means he wins there. <laughs> you know, I automatically assume that in that case. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. I have the uh, Caddyshack beaver guy. You know, or hedgehog. Self confession time. I've never seen Caddyshack. Oh man, that's a good one. That's <laughs> worth time. I mean, it's it's aged. Yeah. If you I watch imagine. it in 2021, but I it was great. It um i mean heyday at chevy chase (laughs) (laughs) his character in that is pretty great good uh but the the beaver himself he actually does seems like one of those like ubiquitous comedy movies that is everywhere all the time that i'm sure i've seen like a thousand parodies of it but i wouldn't know because i've never seen the movie yep uh, and the other one I have is honorable mention. This one is probably going to be a debatable one, and I'm interested to see what you think. Is I put uh, Jack Nicholas's part in The Departed as honorable mention because I don't really think that he was as smart as the movie made him out to be. Um, yeah, and and I don't know if he, I mean, I don't know if he succeeded at any <laughs> point in that movie. <laughs> He didn't, <laughs> but uh, want some coke. <laughs> but for the sake of like the movie, I felt like he was smart enough to know something was wrong, but he didn't have anybody that was willing to tell him the deal because that wasn't his character to do the research of it. It was his character to send other people out to find out. I really liked The Departed. I just feel like the last like 20 minutes is a lot of garbage. You mean following the the mass shooting? Yeah, like following the like, like after drug that, out, yeah. the, the drug warehouse shit. 
Yeah, it's it's hard to have a good ending to a movie when you just go and kill everybody in one fail swoop and then you have to somehow keep that energy for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I remember watching that scene for the first time and it blew my mind. I was like, oh, good. The killing's over. And then the elevator door opened and then that guy got shot. I'm like, fucking A. <laughs> and then like my whole, thing, my whole thing has always been like, why would Mark Wahlberg's character risk his life doing risk his career to kill that dude at the end yeah yeah no definitely that makes no sense <laughs> he was the funniest character in it in my opinion oh he but, was the best i love that guy he should have um, won an oscar for that role yeah just as a supporting actor yeah he was great <laughs> um all right before we get into the the meat of them what are your rest of yours that you almost wanted to do a deeper dive into Okay, so so a couple of these, um, I did it because they're part of a larger story that, gotcha. that's being told here. So the first one that, that, that comes to mind is, uh, uh, is our Lord and Emperor Palpatine from the Star Wars series, uh, particularly episode three where he eradicates all the almost all the jedi and assumes control of the senate becoming the emperor of the galaxy it's like he literally completes his entire life's mission <laughs> he does it all in one foul swoop the reason why i didn't i didn't have him as part of like the official list uh is because that is a part of a larger continuity story that uh uh he does he does get get usurped uh come three episodes later so i don't think that's necessarily fair to to put him in this even though he won in one movie he does lose in others yeah no definitely yeah same reason why uh, uh, Boba Fett should also be mentioned on 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 these on this list for me, uh, bounty hunter whose overall goal is to capture Han Solo and deliver him to Jabba the Hutt. Guess what? He does it. Only for six months later for him to be killed or eaten by a sarlacc. He doesn't get killed, but All right. sarlacc's not to be fucked with, buddy. Um, and and for this reason. For this reason, I also have, uh, I think Thanos is another one that we need to toss into this. Okay. All right. I you like know, it. Yeah. Another dude who achieves his goal, but shortly after is the downfall of his own ambition. Right. Yep. And, and. Uh, Good all hubris story. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And as well, uh, the Dark Knight's Joker portrayed by Heath Ledger. Yeah. You know, his whole... Uh, I just imagine... real plot is to have Harvey Dent turn from this white knight savior of Gotham into Mm -hmm. a a deranged (laughs) sociopath, which he succeeds in. Only for Harvey Dent to be killed by Batman shortly afterwards. So those are my those are my sort of but not really ones. So I'm not huge into for the comic book movies. Just to make an additional note on that one, uh, 
for the comic movies, I'm not a huge fan of like long run, same villain coming at you when they're the triple A type movies. Sure. You know, TV shows are different. You can always recycle people back in and it, you know, makes the storylines last longer. Right. Yeah. But I wish that we could have had like a trilogy of him against Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean, that was the initial plan. Oh, would have been beautiful. Yeah, Christopher Nolan said that that the initial plan was to to uh, have the Joker be the villain for the next movie as well, Dark Knight Rises. But obviously, is under- mm-hmm. and then there was brief uh, talks about them recasting the Joker. Oh, that would have been a tough call. I mean, that to me, that isn't a tough call. You don't do it. Oh well, yeah, right. You but... know, that's the easiest call to make in history for me. Yeah, you leave that how it is. Yeah, you I've figure said out before, the next movie. I've said before that 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 Heath Ledger's Joker is my favorite uh, performance. Uh, uh, obviously, from a comic book based character. However, my favorite adaptation of a comic book based character will always be uh, Daddy DeVito's Penguin. Yep, that thing was awesome. I certainly know that one. <laughs> Uh, that Danny DeVito guy. I can't believe he won a round in that Royal Rumble for actors. <laughs> that You're was awesome. Welcome. What a good, shocking victory. I loved it. He won yeah. two, didn't he? I think so, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think he got two. Doing, but, but Danny impressive. DeVito ran train for a little bit. How yeah. awesome was that? <laughs> Once you look, you're like, oh, he did a lot. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's jump in. You want to give me your first major one? Uh, yeah, and, and I'll do this one first. As we said kind of before we, we recorded, uh, I did not list these down from like best to worst because it's impossible to say with some of them. Yeah, you know, agreed. Um, so I'm going to toss this one out first, much like uh, your seven uh, argument with Kevin Spacey. I'm going to use that right now because this is okay. also a uh, Kevin Spacey character. Um, the terrific and maybe the most essential villain of the gangster genre of movies, Kaiser Soze from The Usual Suspects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you are at all a, a fan of film, <laughs> the twist of Kaiser Soze the usual suspects is as common knowledge as the six senses twist with bruce willis being dead the difference between the two of them though is i don't think that the sixth sense has a has a rewatchability factor yeah you know but i can see that suspects is is a is a is a remote stopper you know yeah. you see the usual suspects is on tv you can turn it on at any moment and know that some great shit's going down and that is all because of the criminal mastermind that is kaiser soze a mysterious gang leader in in the movie that uh uh ah it's so good you see the usual suspects I've never seen that one, no. That's uh, that's going to be an additional one on the list. Well, you might just have to wait for next season of Film Harvest. Fair enough. I can wait. 
I like watching them the first time if I can. <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. It, it's an ensemble cast, and and Kevin Spacey absolutely absolutely kills his role. Um, nice. I actually just saw the movie for the first time not too long ago, and it blew my mind. Nice. Yeah, and you know that I don't like watching Kevin Spacey movies because I of, know. You know, but know. it was it. My mom has been uh, <laughs> off work because of her little hand surgeries, and it was her last night before going back to work. So my brother and I wanted to watch some movies with her. We turned on the usual suspects. What a pleasant surprise that movie was. Still good. Yeah, and once again, this was a movie that I knew the twist. Yeah, going into it because I you hear it all the time if you're like me and you watch you know, watch and listen to things with the greatest twist endings. Usual Suspects yeah. is always on there. Knowing the ending of the movie did not ruin this movie even a little bit. And I don't, so I'm going to hold off to that film harvest. Yeah. And try and avoid all spoilers associated with that. If I don't, it's okay. But at least it will be the first time I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no. Half the fun okay. of this movie to me was trying to figure out kaiser soze's game plan okay yeah i imagine he has a lot of different players doing a lot oh, it's of so different great. things so yeah yeah i'll yeah. have to check that one out the reveal is better than the twist to me oh i love when that's the case yeah that's why I don't when mind. they just look at someone and they go the blah 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 and i'm like that's it that's how you're gonna tell us yeah There's no better way you could have revealed that yeah like, <laughs> so good so good uh what's one on your your official list uh i am i kind of want to get this one out of the way um uh, because it's not my fan favorite but i know you've read them you've watched them i mean i've watched them a million times i've never finished all the series uh but voldemort i wanted to talk about him and how oh, successful sure. we thought he was yeah, I uh, love because he's a complicated character. I can't believe that I didn't think about putting him on my list. Absolutely, that surprises me. I thought that would be the one we had that would cross over. Yeah, you know, I love me some Harry Potter because yeah. I've seen the movies, so I have my opinion on the movie side. Yeah, of how successful I thought he felt, but I imagine the books are much different. Um, you know, it's like most adaptations, I feel, you know, the you have a movie you have a limited amount of time mm -hmm. yeah you have a book you have almost an infinite amount of time um but we're not talking about the books we're talking about the no movies. no so, so so break it down for me <clears throat> what influenced you to put Voldemort on, on your short list here uh because regardless of how you felt about harry potter or the film series or how you feel about jk rowling now <laughs> he had eight movies right the last one was split into two eight yeah um this dude got eight movies yeah that's pretty incredible for a villain to be that deep into the lore of something yeah and see it fully flesh out like that um in that way so that's why i put him on here um yeah i think part of it and you'll thing what? about i think my favorite thing about Voldemort is the loyalty of his followers and that's i think mm -hmm. where you see that he is maybe a cut above the rest of a lot of these other villains 
So you'll see I have one or two more on here that don't always appear in the movie, right? But they're looming. They're always looming. I love those characters. Uh, he I was like a master. Ball type thing. Yeah, and Voldemort was a master of it. Oh, I mean, so there was whole movies where you barely saw him, but it didn't yeah. matter. In fact, the, the, the third movie, he isn't in it at all. I thought there was one he wasn't in. I'm just not good enough with those yeah, to know. Prisoner of Azkaban, <laughs> he's not in it at all. But once again, he's this looming figure that everything in Harry Potter is based around. It comes back to him somehow. He's the yeah. reason why this happened or that happened. Um, and that's why I put him on there. And in my opinion, I feel like the way they ended the movies... I feel like he lost. Yeah, no, he definitely lost. But, because once again, we're going by overall goal here, right? Well, so I have a point to make on that. Yeah. The reason why I think if Harry doesn't break the wand, he wins. The, the, the Okay, first of all, it's such bullshit that anybody can just like snap a wand and it be destroyed. Especially his, but still. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing in the world. But that is the reason why I think up to that point he loses. Even after he's guaranteed he, loser. Even after he like ashes away into the wind. Yeah, but what he does is he keeps his power circulating in the world again. I like that. I like your your thought process. You know what I mean? I, I like. Yeah, I hear you. And that he knows that he left Harry in a spot where he's most likely going to take that power and destroy the world. Yeah. So he technically does his job in that case because he's basically just plotting someone else. And, to and I hate bidding. to be—I hate to be this this guy. You know how much I hate these people. The book, um, yeah, the book does a much better job at 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 showing Harry's like darker side, which is yeah. disappointing in the movie <laughs> because you really don't get that at all. And it makes sense he'd break the wand in the movie because of that. Right. But and, I and, wish and, there was if more. They would have showed his, like, uh, I feel like if they would have showed his darker side, like there's a moment in the books where he's flat out, Harry Potter's flat out torturing a woman. Yeah. You know, you can't show that in a movie. But if they no, did. Especially not that kind of movie. Right. But if they if did, it, if it was started more, in that vein, he could have. It, it'd be a lot more emotionally resonant than. <clears throat> if he takes this evil item and just snaps it yeah you know kind of redeeming yeah. himself a little bit um didn't think about Voldemort. can't believe i did it i know <laughs> good good choice there good choice yeah there, that he's basically the reason like so when i dated uh, someone in the past every um at that time it was cw right yeah their family weekend sure we would watch all of them yeah. And I, I hated all of them, but my saving grace was Baltimore was going to come in and do something dirty at some point. Well, Ralph, Ralph, uh, uh, fit crushes that role. Yeah. At some point <laughs> he becomes the reason to watch those movies. Him and Alec, Alan Rickman. Yeah. You know? Yep. So some truly great shit. Sweet. All right. What's first one that you got? Uh, next one that I have is uh, a movie that is very much entertained by both you and me. Mm -hmm. um, 
as I said uh, uh, before, I try to stick to mostly film original things, but of course you're going to have some crossover with this, right? Yeah. One of my crossovers is the Kingsman Richmond Valentine portrayed yeah. by Samuel L. Jackson. This is a guy mm-hmm. that gets a cut hairs close to doing exactly what he wants and in many ways does it. Fair. You know, his whole plot is to send this, this cell phone sent radio wave that turns people into crazed killers so that way they attack and fight each other. And then because they're doing premise, that, right? so many people will die that <sighs> it lowers global warming. God, what a premise. Like, I don't like global warming plots usually, but that one was so It's the best global well warming designed. plot ever. It's so well designed. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but but this is a cool villain. Yeah. You know, I and I love cool villains. I love villains. And we've talked about him as character in the past. He makes some choices with the character, too, that just make him stand out yeah. above others. Um, yeah. Genius. Genius. Yeah. He's, he is like a Bond villain on crack. That scene where he's talking to Harry across the dinner table. Yeah. It is like they both have each other figured out, but yeah. neither of them can say it. And the moment that he says that, have you ever seen those old Bond movies? It's like, what a what a terrific guy. Yeah, and that- you know, that even does another thing that a lot of movies try to do but tend to fail at is making a direct connection to a real-life movie that's already been Yeah, made. what your play go bonge to. Yeah, and a lot of times you fuck it up. Right. It's like, yeah, we get it. We well, know that's and, what and it's because, about. And because of that, because it's like, there's like an unwritten role in movies that movies of that genre can't exist in that world right right so if you have a movie like kingsman which is very much based on these spy movies from the 60s and 70s there's an unwritten rule that those spy movies couldn't have existed in that universe yeah but Uh, like like it does everything else takes these tropes tosses them out the window and sets them on fire and yeah. he almost looks directly into the camera yeah <laughs> with a wink it says did you ever watch those old james bond spy movies yeah um i just had this thought and i kind of think it would be fun what if when they make the when they finally make a third one not this prequel coming out the a third one of that trilogy set yeah. Um, what if they have like a Pink Panther type thing where they have a guy that randomly attacks Taron Egerton's character throughout the movie? I would love that. That'd be Thinking fun. Thinking that right? Taron Egerton's the baddie. <laughs> <laughs> God, it'd be it great. Before. I said it before, and I'll keep on saying it. I think Merlin's coming back as the villain for the third one. I can see that. Yeah. That's the uh, to me. That's the I only feel- logical progression of this story. Yeah, no, I think so. But he once again, still. No, it's again, it's a Kingsman movie, so they're probably piss all over that. But 
You know, well, I was one of the few people that thought that the Golden Circle was a worthy sequel. It's not better. It was a than, great sequel. It's not better than the sequel no. service, but what is? Right. It's hard to beat the first one. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was a terrific sequel. Yeah. Me too. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited wait. to see the serious version, though. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you are. Like, to see what that looks like when they're actually gentlemanly. Yeah. Not growing into being gentlemanly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and I do love, and, and even that, like, line that Harry says to Eggsy uh, in the first movie, being a gentleman isn't something you're bored with, it's something that you're taught, is, like, so great to me for some reason, you know? Because there's so many of these people out there, I hate people that are just, like, yeah, I'm the asshole in the room, and that makes me cool, you know? It's like, no, dude, you're just an <laughs> asshole, and everybody hates you. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all that means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. That, yeah, that's a good one. That was, yeah. We always like him, though. Because you said Valentine, I yeah. was going to wait on this one a bit. No, do it. Uh, but we'll jump into another Valentine. Why not? Same, same villain name. Uh, it. yeah uh, unfortunately there was only one movie made but the movie did something that i thought made it more fun for his character uh, and it made me sad that people didn't like the movie and it didn't get more because uh, they were originally the trilogy but valentine from the old mortal instruments never saw it so you yeah, know, I like my great. Jonathan Rice Myers. Oh, that's because he's great. It's because he's great. So <laughs> when I, I imagine this is maybe on like the back end or the back end of his alcohol troubles, because that's why he got into all his trouble that he did. But uh, they never made a second movie because there kept being production problems. He was part of the problem. Other characters are part of the problem. It was a whole thing. Because uh, they had talked about it. But essentially, Valentine has these two, has a daughter and a son with uh -huh. another woman in the story. And he decides that he can create demons and that the demon fighting faction isn't actually good. So he breaks off and makes his own faction and tries to create demons, all that fun stuff. That's his ultimate goal is to create a demon army and be in power of all the demons and run the world uh <clears throat> from the get-go when i first started reading that book and the movie finally came out I was like this is an awesome idea the way that they're designing it to play out um uh, and in the first movie it's all about getting uh the golden cup basically there's three items there's a um cup sword and a mirror so the first movie and the first book were all about getting this cup Cup, sword, and mirror. Yep, cup, sword, and mirror. That's the order of the trilogy. Okay. Uh, and the twist at the end for the one is great, but they didn't make that, so I didn't get to see it. <laughs> oh, uh, no. uh, I'm so sad about it. I wanted to know how they did it. Uh, <laughs> so essentially, in the first movie, he tries to play along, and there's a twist with these two particular characters where they think they're brother and sister yeah so because they like each other he uses that against them 
and tells them that now they're brother and sister and it makes it awkward with the group. Um, so he has these, this emotional intelligence of, I know for a fact, these two are brother and sister. Cause eventually another guy comes in who's the real brother. They got swapped in some way. Um, <clears throat> so that is how he protects himself through the first movie while he's trying to find out where the mortal cup is. Um, and in the meantime, the main, uh, the main protagonist has an ability where she can hide things in pictures. Oh, that's cool as fuck. It's real. It's a really cool power that she, has. she, she figures it out in the beginning because she puts a pencil down on something and uh-huh. it just like bleeds into the pen, bleeds into the paper. And oh, then she doesn't like the know. Opposite ink heart. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. And it's great. It's a great power, but in the movie they switch it up and if if you've read the books i think you like the ending the way they made it i hope because what it did was in the second book he jumps right in and it literally opens with this crazy scene where he steals the sword right away Uh uh-huh and it works out fine but when you're first reading it you're like oh he already has it what's the point of this book like (laughs) (laughs) i don't get it why am i gonna read this uh but at the end of this initial movie, they actually sleight of hand him, give him a replica of it that's in the main house that they worked the plot off of. Okay. And then she hides the real one in a tarot card and gets away with it. Oh, shit. Right. So you're like, oh, that second movie's going to have to start different. Oh, that's a, you can't that's just. A, that's, a, that's a good twist. Yeah, and then they're going to get a tension scene where he's going to be trying to create these demons, but he's not able to. Yeah. Oh, oh God. They nailed it. And it's not a win, but I also don't think it's a loss because he technically gets the cup. Yeah. His character doesn't know that. So I always thought of him as like a half victory. Yeah. Uh, it does a, a semi-win for, for the baddie. Until he finds out, but until that's the fun out. part. <laughs> right. Um, and personally, I think that his playing of what I expected going into the movie was maybe better. Yeah. Um, than how I read it. And that that says a lot. When that's you can take something good, from a page... such a good like moment in, in a fandom yeah because like, you spent oh, so much time just hoping that they won't fuck it up yeah and i'll use a recent example of mm-hmm. everyone who listens to any of our podcasts should know that <laughs> i am a huge comic book fan right i talk about them literally yeah. all the time um the loki series on disney plus just introduced uh, He Who Remains, played by Jonathan Majors, who is already under contract to be my second favorite supervillain ever, Kang the Conqueror. Wow. And his portrayal in what he's doing with that character is so far and away different than the way that every comic book I've ever read portrays him. But it still fits within the but character. It's better. <laughs> yeah. 
you know no, and that's awesome he's it, because it fits in the world that they're putting him in yeah you know and and i mean i called it after episode one it has to be keg and i'm happy i was right yeah but it isn't just the fact that i was right it's the fact that they had his character down so good yeah that it made me happy to be right i couldn't get into that one i'm sorry i got one i watched one episode and i, I don't like it i don't like who's in it i don't i don't know it was a weird one. The thing is, to me, the whole thing just seems like a prequel for the next phase of Marvel yeah. movies. If I were yeah. you, I would just watch the last episode so that way, if you ever watch another Marvel movie, especially the net new Doctor Strange one that's going to come out, you need to know what yeah. happened to make it what it is going to be, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but enough about that. I you want to go? One. You want me to throw out another one? Yeah, I got, I got one. Do it. I, I got one that I think you're going to be super happy to talk about, Pat. Okay. Tyler Durden. Oh, I didn't put it because I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> oh, I'll be that guy for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, we could not talk about villains in, 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 in Realm of Succession without talking about Tyler Durden. Oh, God. That is such a hard thing to answer about whether he wins or loses because I have my opinion, but Let that's really hard to, it's hard to sell opinion. either direction. Oh, I think you won. Why do you think he's on my list? I have another villain on my list here that seems to have been taken down by the end of the movie, but their lasting impact on the world after the movie takes place you know that mm -hmm. is what is a real victory yep you know it's like a martyr yeah, so... is, is, is a martyr a failure because they die no in fact a martyr is a success because they died but see with tyler durden if any of you out there have read the comics that came after yeah, it's kind of solidifies that for me. Um, and I won't get too far into the weeds on those, but for me, what it most succeeded at was taking the narrator from being either a loner, yeah. extremely outgoing, and then making him balanced again. He's not one way or the other anymore. He's not Tyler, but he has to shoot himself in the face to find balance, which is just a very Chuck Palahniuk thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the Chuck <laughs> Palahniuk thing that anyone could ever do. Shoot right? Themselves, like, shoot themselves in the face yeah, to get he's, rid of their alter ego. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, have you read Choke before? Uh-uh. 
So not the same idea, but this guy pretends to have heart attacks so that people can save him in restaurants or wherever he is. And then they send him money every year on his birthday. On like the birthday of them saving his lives. That's how he lives. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, So what besides what i've said what do you think like why does he fit into that and mainly as the winner because it sounds like you agreed no i to me there is no debate tyler durden won because his whole goal is to kind of start up this like cult belief in himself and then use this cult to bring down the consumerism that has plagued uh, the world that he lives in. You know, if there's one thing that Tyler Durden and the narrator consistently talk about is how much they hate consumerism. Yep. That's where they meet. Yeah. And so whenever uh, uh, it, it, it reaches a head in the final act of the movie, and yes, he has a hole blown through his through his cheek. The whole reason why that fight starts is because he knows that there's a bomb that's going to explode this building. But yep. then whenever he looks out and sees that it isn't just this building, it's every single major bank. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Great. It's so good. And they actually go off. So not yeah, and that's, for the and emotional that's the win. But they that go win. off. They don't. Mm-hmm. It isn't just a plan to explode all these blank banks. It is a victory for Tyler Durden once again. Yep. He succeeds in spite of him getting killed. I guess in quotes. Yep. And something the movie doesn't do a good job of talking about is how. <clears throat> how in the in the movie they show that the building's wired to build that tension yeah in the book it's a farce right yeah so that building's never actually gonna blow up which is a weird human thing that goes with tyler you know of survival yeah. uh, so yeah good call thanks thanks i knew you would like that yeah i knew you would like that. uh <clears throat> Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to jump into I think one that I almost did for Film Harvest. Um but it's really just about this one character and it's not that deep of a conversation with him. Um so Clive Owen as the professor from Born Identity. Sure. But we kind of brought this up before and I almost I don't know that he falls on the villain list, but he's what, fantastic. Yeah, what would what would your argument be that he's not a villain? My argument would be that he's contracted out to try and kill him. Okay. So he's not necessarily doing it of his own, I need to go do this. He's hired to do a job. Um See, I feel that. I forget what the past. Go ahead. Like, I I feel that reasoning, but Mm -hmm. 
to me, somebody who gets hired out to kill somebody else is a villain no matter what. Fair enough. Uh, you know, a pro, a, a good guy would. I not can go with that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's the yep. same reason why, uh, like, you know, I don't have and, Boba Fett in my in my list, but it's the same reason why I had Boba Fett at least mentioned him. Because yeah, he really has nothing mm-hmm. against Han Solo, but he's been hired to do a job, and the job is to hunt down our protagonist. Yeah, well, no, so Clive Owen does, and that's the reason I put him on the top 10 of actually being a villain. Yeah. Because he has a past with Matt Damon's character. Exactly. Um, which, you know, fits with that. Um, that's the reason I put him on there. And I think I think he loses, but he starts to grow a heart, which is a really hard thing to do as a villain character and still be the asshole. Yeah, or intimidating um, even. Yeah, like it, it's uh, the way that ends with him in the cornfield and stuff, and like I, I don't know. I just I thought it was very well done on his character because obviously he can't come back at that point. They've already. It's not like your Harry Potter movies where they can magically find a reason to bring a dead Clive Owen assassin back. Once yeah. a human's dead, the human's <laughs> dead. <laughs> so. I'll jump to another one too if you want. Yeah, hit it. Play a little catch up on your side eventually. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna like this one, and I really had to. I, we have to talk about it. Uh, the beast. The beast. Is what we do in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yes. god! I had to. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what? what do you think? <laughs> okay, so so I, <laughs> I'm thinking a lot. I have a lot of thoughts going in my head right now. Did um, you not expect that one? No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't because, like, I don't say I don't really know what her motivation is. Oh, she tells you. Well, to embarrass, to embarrass (laughs) vlogs of poker. Well, so I looked at it as her motivation was just to make his life a living hell, (laughs) and she did. She definitely does. definitely does though though by the end of it they do hit at getting back together oh yeah <laughs> when they go through the montage of where they had battles <laughs> oh my god there's nothing better than seeing all of the awful drawings that they give you of the beast of like you know, a, a, scary bat or something. Yeah, a bat person, a wolf man, like drenched in blood, and then it's just a woman. <laughs> uh, and she was another one. They did such a good job with that. You never actually see her. All they do is give you confusing thoughts of what the beast could be. Yeah, and then, that's like, like that. That's one of those reveals. There. 
of how like evil she is. Yeah, that's like for me, that's one of those reveals because of the way he says it. I just die. <laughs> it's Beast. one of the best reveals ever. <laughs> so great. So awesome. And then she's clearly moved on with a much uglier underbelly person. Shorter dude. Yeah. Who also kicks his ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i wanted to talk about that one i still i think she loses in the end because they end up together yeah the whole mission fails but you know it's fine um, it's not it's not a serious movie let's put it that way <laughs> um i got a not serious movie uh, for one of mine as well do it um i have bridget the main antagonist of trolls 2 <laughs> Awesome. I was in the middle of drinking a coffee for everyone who doesn't know. I love love making my friends like have trouble drinking things. You know that about me. I've never watched Trolls 2, so you're gonna have to explain this one to me so I can make an opinion. Has has Bridget, she's the uh, hard rock troll, right? And she's going around trying to take over all the other little troll civilizations. And make them one troll nation united under rock. <laughs> so it's a very it's built off of like a Nazi storyline. Yeah, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. She brings everyone together, and everyone gets united under trolls because of her actions. But not under the rock faction. Exactly. But okay, not under right. rock. So oh, she loses. She loses, but <sighs> the goal of uniting the troll nation yeah. was was reached. That's very much like the Valentine example I gave. Right. Because he ends up, you know, doing his thing. And oh man. That's a good one. That's a pretty deep story for trolls too. I love <laughs> trolls too. Trolls too is great. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, we never even watched the first one, though. I fucking love Bridget. She's, like, easily my favorite character in Trolls. <laughs> She's so Isn't cool. Justin Timberlake in that one? He's in all of them. Yeah. He's brand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then Anna Kendricks is Poppy. Yeah, yeah. She's so cute. I love her. She is the most adorable. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Ugh. You want to hit me with another one? And Anna Kendricks. Both of them are just so adorable. (laughs) Um, another one, another one on my list. Um, we're gonna go with uh Adrian Veidt in Watchmen. Yeah. A man who does not get stopped. (laughs) Mm -mm. No, he doesn't. A man who, who who sets out a goal for himself and completes it with no issue. Nope. <laughs> Even if it's a weird goal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, will say that that I think one of the best parts about the movie, I'm not crazy about the movie, but I think one of the mm-hmm. best parts about the movie is how it changes the attack the the 
fake alien invasion, it changes it from just a New York attack to a global attack. You know, there are cities all over the yeah. world that are getting destroyed by, in the movie, it's, you know, framed to be Dr. Manhattan. Um, but I think that's really cool. I, yeah. I really like that. Even, that's kind of awesome. I don't even, no, I, I remember. I, uh, yeah, I don't even mind the framing of Doctor Manhattan. I think that's a pretty clever twist on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and it's a good way if they build off of that to make it fun. Yeah. They'll never do it now, but well, the I don't whole know. thing highly, do, highly unlikely. Yeah, I mean, Zack Snyder uh-huh. himself said just it's just because he didn't think that a squid invasion was realistic. Yeah. Yeah. No, that and, makes sense. You know, a, a naked blue man who can teleport himself and split himself into multiple beings and is all-seeing <laughs> and all-knowing and has the uh-huh. ability to change molecular matter. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> well, he's not the one that wrote the framework for that character. He's just working off of that. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh uh, man, I want to get, I had more fun ones on here than I thought I did. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was really surprised actually by how many this one, I could not pick one. So I would just want to have a general discussion about the whole of it. Okay. Uh, because I don't think the one that we know of was really the only villain that this person ever had to face. Uh, so I took Austin Powers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had a hard time. I couldn't just debate that down to just Dr. Evil. I had a really hard time with that. Right. He got he fat bastard. Fat bastard. And then he also has old member. <laughs> Yeah, like it's oh. gold, it's gold, it's gold, it's solid gold. Man. He's got the finest touch. You touch too much. Uh, yeah, that God, soundtrack so that good. movie's a banger. because uh, I feel like we could just remember I think watching we should just do that, a quick rundown. Remember whenever you visited me and we watched that, I was sitting over there singing yeah. all the songs in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, how could you not those soundtracks were just great oh my god it was so good uh, (laughs) so i think the main two that you're gonna have are dr evil and gold member obviously and i do still want to give a quick rating for fat bastard just because i think that fat Bastard he was a consistent character i think that fat bastard is is a more important villain than gold member okay Especially See, I in like terms that. of like succeeding. Yes. That I would I'd give an instant yes to Fat Bastard for succeeding because he did his part. Yeah. He uh, there's there's no part that really fucked up because of Fat Bastard. No, but he made for probably top three scenes of any of the movies. <laughs> I mean, there's so many of them. Which one? Where he's yeah, but when they try, no, that's my yeah. So when they try to pull him with the the rope across the sauna, 
<laughs> I just hope my stunt team's ready. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it really gave him. Yeah. Um, and Dr. Evil, I think he was just always a perpetual loser. Yeah. I mean, the movie definitely yeah. frames him to be that way. Yeah. At no point did they ever give him a small victory. But then what about, okay, so then, okay, so then what about Scotty? <sighs> I don't really think he does enough to make himself part of actually whether it succeeds or not. See, that's so like the whole third movie is him trying to prove to Dr. Evil that he's evil enough for him to a point yeah. that he's even too evil for Dr. Evil. Okay. So I would, I'd still put him on the antagonist side, but I see your point. Right. And based on his goal, he succeeds. Yeah. But his goal isn't like no world domination or anything like that. No, it's not stop Austin Powers and take over the world. No, it's to have <laughs> sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I fucking love Austin Powers. Yeah, that every line is single one is great. all of them. Every single one. <laughs> oh my There's, god! There are like phrases that I use in my everyday life that I forget comes from Austin Powers. You know what Dude, I mean? I did, I did that at work to Jake one time. Jake asked what uh if I had something. And I'm like, no, but I have freaking sharks with freaking lasers on their freaking heads. <laughs> and I just kept walking. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always saying to my coworkers, Scotty Doe! <laughs> Scotty Doe! Yeah. Or www.zipit.com.org <laughs> We should do I an mean, Austin Powers episode sometime. Like, that would be, yeah. Yeah, I'd be down to watch those and have a conversation about them. I'd have to rewatch them all to get the no, subtle for piece sure, back. yeah. But That's what yeah, we, I'd be down. Like, not do like a like an information one, just like a, a review of all three movies. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. So fun. This conversation worked out into another one in the future. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's all we do. Um, uh, I have another one. Mm-hmm. over here so we are i i am right now breaching into this is all about villains that succeed right much like with the tyler durden yep. one is tyler durden a villain because he's really a subconscious part of ed norton's character right yeah so my next one is Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, Arthur Fleck. Okay. He is the protagonist of that movie, but he is also clearly the villain of that movie. Well, so that's funny you brought that one up because you know how we swapped on who we felt the bad person was in 500 Days of Summer? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I felt that way about him. You think it's Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. And that's how I felt about this movie. Like, I didn't see the good that I think I was supposed to get out of it. I thought he was an antagonist through and through. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean by the difference between a protagonist and a good guy. Yeah, yeah. The protagonist is the central character of this story. Okay, gotcha. You know, I don't see any good in Arthur Fleck either. Mm -hmm. I see him as a mentally unstable person that doesn't get the help he needs and thus acts out. Of course, at the same time, you have this big um, uh, uh, class war going between the poor Gothamites and the rich Gothamites that just see him as a savior. Yeah. You know, as, as a as an avatar to how they feel. So I don't, no, I don't think he's a good guy, but he's definitely the protagonist of this story. Oh, I don't know. The, just the way it all culminates itself makes me lean the other way. And I think he wins. For sure. And once again, but... he's a villain who wins. Yep. This dude's a bad guy. He goes on to tv and kills oh my god what a people. good scene what a good scene <laughs> first of all it's amazing <laughs> yeah I, i'll oh. say this i'll say this it's a i thought that it hit it a little on the head with the whole you get yeah. what you fucking deserve line yeah i think it hits it a little too on the head but everything up to that moment is, is chef's kiss filmmaking. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I heard that they, that they did his little dance out onto the stage like 20 times. Onto the stage? Yeah, you know. Oh, whatever. for, oh, yeah, yeah. On the part, talk yeah. show. I was thinking like, on the stairs. Yeah, they <laughs> open up the curtain and he comes out dancing, smoking a cigarette. I read that they did that like so many times to, to get, to get, the right take i'd rather you do that than ruin that part yeah all dancing improvised by by joaquin phoenix that dude's he's he's who says that arthur fleck is his favorite character he's ever played crazy yeah he's done so much yeah he was the emperor in yeah, like he, we would need to have two episodes on him if we were going to cover him. We couldn't do all that in one. Fucking love Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix, dude. That dude's the best. Uh, but yeah, I do Oof. think that Joker is the uh, villain of that movie just because he's the protagonist doesn't mean that he isn't the bad guy. Um, and yeah, the only thing that almost stops him from succeeding is being arrested. Yeah. But he even in jail, he fucking kills a dude, <laughs> kills a woman. <laughs> yeah, he's good at what he does. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, I love that movie. It was yeah. my second. Favorite I don't know that one that didn't came out I, that year. Maybe it needs a second watch because it didn't hit me like it hit most of the people I know that saw it. Well, you know, once again... I thought it was a slow one. W- once again, 
I want my comic book adaptations, but I want original takes on them. Yeah, that's true. And that is pretty much the peak of the art form there. Yeah, that's fair. You know? Um, I'm really excited about this one. When I wrote it down, I, I got all giddy about it. I'm going to be honest. Um, our dear friend, Ivan Ooze. From Ninja Turtles. Power Rangers, get it right. Oh, sorry. Damn it. Because I'm always saying secret <laughs> of the ooze as yeah. like a joke. <laughs> yeah. I no, know you've heard Ivan me Ooze. say that before. <laughs> Good old Ivan Ooze, though, man. Yeah. I thought he was a very smart villain in that movie. Even when I look back now to 1995, when I first saw it as a kid, like he had a, a high level of intelligence and had a huge lore about him. Sure. That I've actually just learned a little more today, trying to just read into him something about how he ran like a master race 600 years before that movie. Yeah. Like just crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, I couldn't tell you a thing about what the power of rangers movie is about dude oh so good so it basically sets it up so he creates this purple ooze that when parents touch it makes them turn into an army for him when specifically parents touch it yeah it's only parents so that's why the kids have to get to the power rangers and yeah okay it sounds well, like a lot of a children's movie. Well, it can get to the children, but it hadn't yet. So the whole thing is the kids stopping it from getting to the other kids because they figured out what happens. Right. And it's like a bomb or whatever. So you put it on your hands or however. I forget now. It's been 26 years. <laughs> but I still remember this much after 26 years. I can't believe you remember that much. <laughs> Uh, yeah so i am literally in shock over here with how much you remember the power rangers movie dude the great unveiling of the mega power ranger oh my gosh so great you thought it was about to burn but it didn't it came back orphan power rangers (laughs) he was so smart he got the parents so that way the kids didn't have have any support anymore so they don't know what they're doing yeah. uh he's he got his little side with Rita Repulsa? yeah the witch yeah yeah and then you had i always forget his name but the gold lion guy oh i i don't remember i remember oh, alpha God. five being their stupid little robot i think it starts with a t i just don't remember but yeah like you had all these other characters in it that are very cool and the whole meantime, he's pulling all the strings on that, and he almost wins. He thinks he has the Power Rangers beat. All their little guys are falling down into a fire pit, and then they turn into the Mega Morphin Power Ranger, and bam. You get a nice little punch sequence between the two, which is really funny, I think. Goldar. Goldar, Okay. Like a hawk slash lion thing. I don't know. Yeah, this guy's a fucking monster. Right? I forgot all about Godar. (laughs) Godar was my man. Fuck yeah. 
Oh, so oh, you said, oh, you remember him? Yeah, I remember as soon as you brought him up. Yeah. As soon as you brought him up, I remembered him. And so I was, good. Yes, like dude. the movie had a, a pace, even today, I think that would hold up where enough's going on. Uh, oh, let me bring this up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just sent him a picture of Goldar. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which all right i'm gonna try to explain it <laughs> do it for so, those that don't know we're so gonna imagine okay so imagine a if you will a body of a man right from the shoulders down clad in shiny golden knight's armor right but it's not a man <laughs> out of his back we see two huge black feathered wings <laughs> that are almost as white as he is tall. Uh, also with some golden bone sticking out. And then you get to his head, which, I mean, I guess there's no way around it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> imagine if a bat and a lion had a baby. <laughs> and that's his face. He has that a lion bird. nose, but like a lion's mouth. And also he has bat ears and like a, and a mane around his head, which is all of that's gold. His ears are gold. His face is gold. Uh, the only thing he's missing is some gold grills. He has deep, oh piercing red eyes, which would suck your soul out of your body if you saw one time. So here's, I want to say something. And he, owned up, he also has like little dreadlocks that have teeth at the end. <laughs> so I didn't know this from what you sent me. The fact that he is still in your brain is amazing because that is apparently the origin movie for him. I didn't know that. I thought he existed before that movie. That's insane, man. So he wasn't even a built-up character yet. He no. was a new introduction. That's amazing. Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> you gotta love it. Oh, Jesus. I, hey, man, I'm on T. I'm, I'm, I'm this close to getting a Goldar tattoo. Man. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, right? <laughs> Those figures Goldar go gang. for 40 bucks. Goldar gang. <laughs> Oh my God, so good. I love it, I love it. <laughs> uh, how many more you got? Um, I have four, I don't have to hit all four. But I got, I, I also have four. Okay. You also have four, I'm all. What I'm gonna go with next is, uh, I forget his name, but he's, he's the dude's friend in uh, Memento. Oh, I don't remember. You don't know Memento? No. Uh, Memento is a movie by uh, Christopher Nolan. I'm lo I'm just looking up the uh, the dude's name in this. Mm -hmm. uh, John, John Edward. Everyone calls him Teddy. Um, so Guy Pierce's character in Memento, uh, these guys break into Leonard. These guys break into his house. 
rape and kill his wife and he tries to fight back but he gets attacked on the back of the head which gives him integrate amnesia which you know you can you can only remember uh a couple minutes into the past and then it like resets so all over his body but he remembers his wife getting raped and killed okay so he's trying to figure out who did it and all over his body he has like tattoos that are clues to so he doesn't forget certain things uh, mm-hmm. that he needs to remember to to help avenge his wife and Bebento is actually a movie in reverse okay sounds fun it's awesome every time that he it, it resets his memory it's showing you a little bit of, of something that happened before this scene. It's really hard to explain, uh, but, the, but the guy, in, uh, this dude, Teddy, who established at the beginning of the movie is uh, Guy Pierce's best friend, Leonard's best friend. Okay. By the end of it, you realize he was the dude that raped and killed his wife. Gotcha. You know, and Oof. because our boy Leonard has has amnesia, he can't. He if even if he learns that information, mm-hmm. he can't retain that information. That's insane. Yeah, that's a pretty cool one. Yeah, it's real good. Oh man! Yeah, it's action good stuff. Actually. So by default, he's he wins. He's uncatchable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got to do what he wanted and get away with it. Yeah. In, in, the, in the immortal words of modern of, of modern rap artists, he's unfuckwittable. <laughs> God. I hate modern rap. <laughs> Don't be alone. <laughs> it's not a word oh my god (laughs) unbelievable um (laughs) i'll skip to uh think i'll jump into fracture anthony hopkins character in fracture i mean anthony hopkins character in anything dude that dude i mean yeah the best villains that get away and have you seen that one fracture Uh no so essentially um i watched it because i it was ryan gosling and anthony hopkins in a movie together back when ryan gosling was kind of on his peak he hadn't done some of those weird movies and um like yeah definitely watching that and the whole thing was essentially ryan gosling's trying to prove that his wife getting murdered wasn't an accident okay and more things leak out that he Ryan Gosling starts to figure out who it is, which is sorry everyone, it's been a long enough time. It was Anthony Hopkins. Who would have thought it? Oh no, <laughs> best uh, friend. <laughs> Yo, uh, this is the exact plot of Memento. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
it pretty much is just done differently. <laughs> um, Ron Howard narration comes in. <laughs> it was the exact plot of Memento. <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, it kind of was. Um, definitely was. <laughs> they worked backwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, except yours is forwards. <laughs> Uh, the if difference you watch is, Memento yeah, in yeah, reverse, yeah. it is actually fractured. The event happened in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think for me, he, I think he loses, I think because I think Ryan Gosling's character finds a way to make it so even though he passed the murder rap, he gets finally caught. Like there's some kind of eventually a present gets delivered at his the front door and um it's some kind of like hey i know how to get you now yeah um so it wasn't a hannibal lecter thing where it was like hey get out of here because i don't well, want to hurt that you that was gonna be my question what but what why that over hannibal lecter then um because i've got I, a reason in my mind but i want to hear your reason so after i watched the movie his ability to deflect sure because he's anthony hopkins um and i think it's just the character itself because hannibal lecter you know he very clearly did it in my opinion like they don't really hide that fact at all well well, to me to me um hannibal lecter was a dude that capitalized on opportunity yeah whereas i feel like our conversation is more of like a preordained pre-planned out plan Mm -hmm. and he knew how to get around it because at this point he'd already been considered as not the one to do it right and hannibal Uh, lecter like it just so happens that these things fall into place and he notices these things that allow him to escape he doesn't plan right right yeah he just has a lot of means to do whatever he needs to do exactly and he's smart enough to do uh, yeah so this is actually my favorite anthony hopkins movie um yeah so high praise on that because he's got a lot of other movies that i could have picked from anthony hopkins nah he's relatively new she doesn't do anything <laughs> he didn't just fast, win the oscar at his age 79 said, there's no way he'd ever be knighted <laughs> I still can't believe he got another Oscar. It's crazy. The Father, dude. Have you watched it? No, I haven't watched it yet. Listen out. Okay. Dude, he's crazy. like almost. He's got to be almost ninety. I thought. I thought he was upper seventies. I don't know, dude. I, that's still almost ninety. It's <laughs> still ridiculous. Yeah, you're more than. Yeah, you're past the fifty mark. You <laughs> lean toward the hundred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's actually one of my favorites, and the way that. Uh, the way that it happens is so smart. The I, way that I, he I, does I, it, I love so Hopkins. smart. Yeah, um, I love Anthony Hopkins as a villain. He's one of my favorite villain actors ever. So, what you'll appreciate is and he was like the first. He's like one of the first like people that appeared in a Marvel movie that it was like, oh, they got him. Oh my God, Thor! Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You know, he's like really the first one that it was like, holy shit, they got Anthony Hopkins. 
Yeah. You know, that's now a big with Owen name. Wilson and Loki, they're just flexing Ugh. on everyone they can get. Yeah, right. Uh, I think you'll enjoy the fact that the one part that surprised me because the movie was done so well was that you kind of already had an idea of how it happened, but the way the way that it breaks down from that base knowledge yeah. is what kind of gets you. Sure. Uh, so I'll it's definitely neat. check it out. Yeah, that's a neat one. I put Fracture. Memento on my list. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I got for him. All right, um, my next one is from another one of my favorite movies. Uh, no Country for Old Men. I haven't watched that one, but I know, know you like that. Yeah, No Country for Old Men uh, has a hitman in there named Anton Shigar who is going after this dude named Llewellyn, who has a briefcase full of cash that was that uh, he got in a drug deal gone wrong. Um, and so the people whose drug money that is sends him out to capture him and kill him. Anton Chigar is no joke. And I've read articles and listened to podcasts by psychiatrists and psychologists. <laughs> that say he is the best representation of a sociopath that they've ever seen on uh, in, in film. He is relentless and he will do whatever he needs to to get to his end goal. I love those types of characters. Yeah. Oh, so good. To the point that even after all this is done, even after all this is done, and Llewellyn's dead, and the money's back in the hand of its rightful owners, Anton Chigar still goes back and kills Llewellyn's wife. Because he said he would. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) And then by the end of the movie, he gets hit by a car, pays the kid a hundred bucks for a t-shirt so he can wrap his arm which has a bone sticking out of it. (laughs) And he just walks the fuck off. (laughs) Oh my god. All right, all right. You've you've talked me into wanting to watch it. Uh, Yeah, Javier Bardem won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in that film. The Coen Brothers also won Best Adapted Screenplay, and it ended up winning Best Picture that year. I have it in my WB movies. Yeah, it's good. I think. Uh, <laughs> great one. You will not what a waste great way time. To, what a great way to go out. <laughs> it's so weird. The ending of that movie is so weird on so many levels. There's like three uh, scenes that happened like back to back to back that it's like, well, that was unexpected. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> so great. Yeah. Uh, so b- before I get these two, I decided to save last because I think they might be my favorite. Two. I'd save my, my favorite two for last. Okay, good. So same, same minds. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, this one was another kind of Ivan Ooze type one. I love your list right now. <laughs> I love it. 
And we have Ivan Ooze, the Dr. <laughs> Evil Gang. <laughs> yeah. Great. Have a good time, right? Um, Shooter McGavin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Patrick. Yes. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely in my top five. I don't know where he land. He doesn't land one and two. I'll tell you that. He's in there. Like but man, five. He's definitely. Yeah. This dude. <laughs> I don't even know what else that actor ever did. I honestly don't. I, I know there was other things, but the individual that played Shooter McGavin, he nailed that character Dude, to McGavin a T. so great. <laughs> um, you know, up to being willing to offer for his grandmother to live in her old house because he bought it. <laughs> Like, yeah he's such a dick um yeah you know there's the the 18th hole prank like the whole movie he's doing things to just shit on adam sandler yeah hits on our good pal happy gilmore huh like hits it with a car or something oh my god <laughs> the club went further than the ball you d- I think Happy Gilmore is definitely my favorite of those like early Adam Sandler. It's easily the best for me. Um, You know what movie is my brother's least favorite movie? So I'm always telling him when it's on TV and putting it on whenever he's in the room. Waterboy. Waterboy. I don't know. I don't know, no, dude. I have no idea. My brother hates Waterboy. I mean, it's not his best work. It's got funny moments. <laughs> not to my brother. <laughs> not to Keith. <laughs> oh, his See, girlfriend's great. That movie could not be any less funny. <laughs> no, so the reason why that's funny that he doesn't like that though is that's i've heard that before and that's why i answered that but (laughs) (laughs) show me her boobs too mama and i like them (laughs) (laughs) so good (laughs) yeah i think my favorite i take that back my favorite is definitely little nicky it's up there for me yeah that's probably two or three yeah it's very underrated we've talked about this before yeah but the reason that i think that uh shooter mcgavin of course he loses but we know that he got as close as any villain could possibly get to winning without it happening yeah like i mean even the last hole and he had to get and he had he had to hit it in his last shot and he hit him in the back with a car like, nope. like, and the beauty of it is that that plays a part in him having to do something miraculous to win. Like everything that he did built up to this moment of there is no way in hell I'm losing this gold, this green jacket or whatever. And he still does. <laughs> and then, uh, and let's, think... just, and let's just say that like Scooter McGavin has to be the number one <laughs> golfing name that has ever existed. <laughs> Oh, God. So good. Um, 
And they end him so well with him running away with the jacket and the guy running at him with the guns don't kill people, I do t <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah. It's an image from that movie that I've seen it a million times, that is so but it's still the one in your image. memory, huh? Oh my god, burned man. Like I, I want to own a shirt like that just for fun. Yeah, you don't even have a gun. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just think he gets such a good out. Like it's not just he doesn't just die, he doesn't just walk away. They sell it. He's being chased off by an absolute <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> that our hero shot in the head with a nail. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Last two are my my uh, good ends, though. So excited to hear what yours are. So I'm going to say this right now. I was very close to putting Death from the Final Destination series. <laughs> Just death as a whole. Yeah, as a concept. I think you're fine with that. Because I think it works. Well, so it only works because there's one moment in the first movie where it kind of shows death as like an ominous actual being in the universe. Everything else is set up as like some Rube Goldbergian like death trap. Yeah, but there's one scene in the first movie where there's like actually things turning on on their own. I don't and remember like, honestly. There's even a moment where like water like recedes back up a like faucet or something like that. <laughs> like death is covering up its own traps for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, because you never really get that feeling from the other ones. They're just going around <laughs> dying. Right, 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 right. Okay. But he does win. All the time. You got to give him that, yeah. <laughs> it's not even like a Every a single always movie ends argument. with one of them getting killed again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my right. God. Good. So uh, my number two is Ava the android from Ex Machina. Oh, did not think about that one. So good. What a good call. Not only... Not you, do, only you finger gun that. Yeah. <laughs> not only is she the villain, but she is the hidden villain. Oh, man. What a good one. Yeah. So my favorite part about this... So, so I watched this also recently for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much had the movie figured out. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. I knew that, like, there's that scene whenever Homeboy goes in, what's his name? Dobdol Gleason, the most Irish name that could possibly <laughs> exist. Yeah. Uh, goes into the basement. He's like, tonight I'm going to get Homeboy drunk as fuck, and while he's asleep, I'm going to reverse engineer the padlock so that way whenever power goes down uh it opens all doors as soon as he said that i was like oh well he just did that right now Mm -hmm. you know that's no surprise you know and so like there are a few things that happened throughout it the girl being fake the being there being like a a a wall of mirror closets i was like oh those definitely have because 
I'm watching this movie and I'm like, this wants to be a smart movie and I'm going to prove that I'm smarter than it. <laughs> okay? I'm going yeah. to prove that I'm smarter than this movie by predicting everything in it. But then he gets into that conversation with the dude that built the android. And, yeah. and he says, uh, uh, what's his name, says, the guy that built Ava, he says, did it ever cross your mind that she was pretending to be interested in you. Yeah, I remember that now. And that fucking shook me to my core. <laughs> that he would, would build a robot to do that. Not just that, but like they got me. Like I oh. thought that I had every single angle of this movie <laughs> figured out. <laughs> and and oh, I was good. Yeah. And then he mentions that the robot was pretending to do it. And my floor, my jaw hit the floor. That's surprising. I wouldn't have thought that would have tricked you like that. It totally you know, Just knowing, you know, how much we've watched stuff. We always talk about how it's hard to surprise us. Yeah, no, dude, this thing absolutely got me. And I have no shame in saying it was some of the, especially like throughout it, the like tiny inklings of dialogue here and there, the long like tests that they do with the android itself. It has some of the most riveting, just like conversation I've ever seen in film. It's so well written. And so whenever he says, did it ever cross your mind that she was pretending to do to, to like you to escape? Me watching the movie, I was like, nope. Not once. <laughs> nope. Did not cross my mind even one time. And that's how I knew that that was a successful movie. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And, and with a, and with a, 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 because, and then it does the fake out. You know, so, yeah. so a, a twist in, in a movie, if a movie has a twist, but doesn't give you any information leading up to the twist. Mm -hmm. That isn't a twist. That's new information. Yeah. That right? makes sense. Yeah. This was not new information. This was a complete and utter twist. It told me the entire time what she was doing. Yep. And it got me. And thousand I loved percent. that. And I, it was the same feeling that I had with, even though I knew who Kaiser Soze was in the movie. It was that same feeling of like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> Dude, that was, so I, I saw that by myself in yeah. a theater because I was bored one day. And I was like, yeah, I'll go check this movie out. Why not? And it's not usually, you know, like sci-fi is not my jam. I don't go out of my way for yeah. sci-fi. So yeah. I was like, this looks kind of neat. Let's check it out. Um, I think it was because of the main actor part of it too i can't remember who it was double gleason and oh who's that other guy he plays poe dameron in the new star wars movies i don't remember i'll get it um, but i remember i remember leaving the theater from that movie oscar isaac and just who oscar isaac oh, okay all right and then uh, the robot is played by alicia vikander vikander Okay. Who might just be the most beautiful woman on planet Earth. She's so gorgeous. I just remember leaving, though, and just not even 
you know how you leave a movie theater and you play it out in your head for a while yeah yeah one one it was weeks but it was for good reasons like i just i wanted to think about it again um but when i first left the theater it took me an hour to even think about it because i was speechless from what i just watched like it just wasn't what i expected at all yes um and that that for me was a mark how great it was because I didn't even like, I couldn't even fathom what I had seen when it ended to even think about it internally. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> ending felt. Is, is so stellar. Yeah. That ending is so stellar. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so this one we've talked about. It before. also fits yeah. perfectly into the next season of Film Harvest. Because I have a theme. Does it? I have a theme. Okay. All right. That's kind of fun. I should think of a theme. I feel <laughs> well, left I out. Realized that, I realized that season one, I accidentally gave a theme to, even though I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> you seriously did. <laughs> uh, so season one was the great escape. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. In season two, I got another theme. So I would probably say yeah. half your movies were about escapes from something. Yeah, accidentally, every single one of them had an escape in some way. I'm going to cut myself off from Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's he's cut out. He's not allowed. Yeah, you don't get Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't get trains. I think it's a fair trade. <laughs> uh, even if he's a background character, I'm going to cut that movie out. I'm making that commitment right now. All right. All right. And I'll write them down, too, as I go, so that at the end I can announce which movies I always wanted to do, but I couldn't. <laughs> that might be a fun exercise. That's a super um, fun exercise. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to get into one we've talked about before, but I want to focus on just the villain this time <clears throat> and why it works. And I'm going to go with Satan, but I think you know which Satan I'm going to go at. Oh, is it uh, uh, Satan from the South Park movie? Oh, there, no. there is so much room <laughs> where babies born and flowers bloom. Everyone dreams I could dream too. Up there, up where the skies are oh so blue. I could be safe and live without a care. Up there. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble, but that was just fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm going a little darker. <laughs> Gonna go on Constantine. Uh, Constantine also just watched that for the first time over quarantine. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. And All right. I'll tell you this. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It was you would have never good. expected it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they built you know, up the though, character you know, so though, well. uh, um, um, Actually, it's supposed to be pronounced Constantine. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm only saying that because obviously, guess what? Based off of a comic book series and the initial author of the comic book series always referred to him as Constantine. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yep. I'll remember that. Um, yeah, so he is my second favorite villain ever. He's, He's on that list. Yeah. And yeah, the devil of that movie is, was like 
the moment that he came on screen, it oh. almost changed the movie. Almost. I mean, yeah. but in a good way. Yeah, no, and he is what I wish Voldemort could have pushed a little bit more to be. Yeah, dude, no, for real. Oh, I mean, it's the same idea. You don't really know who he is the whole time. You just know he has a pact with Satan. That's it. That's your base knowledge of why this is all happening. And the reveal of him, just wow. Once again, <laughs> a, a twist without any information is just new information. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that they like set up all the steps that led to Satan mm. and then went back and showed you how he had his hands in everything leading up to it. And it worked. And it, it wasn't worked. corny. <laughs> Man. Because uh, too what, often what you see them do that. They'll go and explain what they did. And you're like, well, now you just ruined it. Yeah. I liked the ominous part of how did you get this person to do that? It doesn't matter. We're here now. Like, <laughs> uh, his attitude as Satan just completely sells him. And even, you know, the attempt of the Dark Angel coming, uh, who is also... She was just in the movie we just watched for last week. Fucking Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Like, I fucking love that woman, dude. She's one of my favorite She's actors. great at the end. She's so There's funny. two characters that you never see that come in, and they are just perfection. Yeah. Uh, but that's Satan. You already feel the way you do about him, and you've never seen him or met him. <laughs> yeah. So good. And I will watch the entire of that movie just to watch that one part. <laughs> yeah. And then Crazy. they strike a deal. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he kind of wins. Yeah. He won. <laughs> Not kind of. He just like wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. So good. Uh, before we move on to our final points or mm -hmm. final selections for villains, uh, who won, Patrick? Mm -hmm. I think our listeners can go over to Twitter and type it at PopCultureF. Give us a yeah. little follow, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to hear some of their opinions about this kind of stuff, what you want us to cover. Uh, also in your podcast form as well, right? You got your Spotify. Yeah. If you're on Spotify, iTunes. that means you get every single episode of everything that we put out. Um, we have, of course, Battle of the Bat fans where me and Gavin kick boom and power way through batman the animated series and batman beyond on a little hiatus right now because he's moving and, and that's just a little added stress to him that i don't want to add on to him of course we have uh the the film harvest coming to a close uh with season one in in just a a, a few short days very excited to to get that out of the way Two movies going up against each other, uh, Finding Forrester and Natural Born Killers. Uh, that's I'm super psyched for that. I'm, I like it. There's an aspect of Natural Born Killers you guys aren't prepared for, and I'm pumped to talk about it. All right. Um, on top of that, we have a much long-awaited uh, Back Porch Comics. Nice. That Noah, if you're listening, be prepared, buddy. 
That's all God. we're saying. If he ever reads it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have thoughts of, from hibernation, uh, the bite-sized uh, infographics uh, from, from the minds of the vanilla bear. That's right. I'm going to, I'm committing this week to getting you at least two to three of those because I know a little bit more about how to do my job now. So it's not as stressful. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I'm and, committing and, to that. And Vanilla Bear, Patrick, what is the best way that, that our listeners can help us out? Give us some good reviews. Hit us with those fives. Tell the people you know the topics we talk about, what we want to, you know, what we want to accomplish here. All about fun. We're trying to spread that to everyone. So please reach out to you know, your the, friends. And family. I just feel like we're one of the few uh podcasts out there that talk about everything in a wide range. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not focusing on one small part of the puzzle. We're looking at the major pop culture lens in in the world right now that i think is unique yep. to us and in a different way because a lot of the ones i see out there are hyper focused on the news that comes out right they do that but it's all about like well this report came out today so we need to talk about it it's dictated by what happens not by what we want to talk about exactly. so that's that's where i think to make that fact unique i think that's where we come in I think I think you're absolutely right with that, and of course, uh, send us send us anything you want, uh, some questions, some some feedback uh, to popcultureforest at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys once again on Twitter. That's popculturef at popculturef. And yep. now we're down to our 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 final picks. Here we are. Yeah, do you want to go first or or you want me to hit you? I'll go. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Um so this guy What if what if this was the one that we both had in common? It definitely isn't. I'm pretty positive. (laughs) Is it it? Go on. Pretty positive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you would have picked this one, but who knows? Um I went with Drago from the Rocky movie series. Holy shit. He is my all-time favorite villain of any movie I've ever seen. That is so wild. So good. I must break you. But what makes it hard is because he already wins in the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. He's already done his goal. Yeah, he's already the best boxer in the universe. In the, in the yeah, because he beats Creed. Kills yeah. him. Who beat and Rocky? Kills him. Kills the dude. Flat <laughs> out kills him. Like, and he's accomplished his goal of being the best boxer in the world, U.S., anywhere that was his whole goal coming to the u.s is to be considered the best boxer yeah he's already done it and there's still a whole movie left for him to be a dick (laughs) it's so good uh he doesn't 
I mean, I think he cares to beat Rocky, but there's a part in that final fight where you can tell that he's just like, whatever, you've beaten me, it's fine. Yeah, I really don't care. <laughs> and that's for a villain to eventually be able to say, I don't really care if I beat you at this point, it's fine. Or rather, or rather, it doesn't really matter that you beat me. I already made my statement. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to be a really good villain to not give a shit anymore about what happens to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've reached the peak of my life. Yeah, because I do what like, I want. you don't care. How the fuck is this supposed to be a victory for the good for the protagonist? Right. You basically made the ending of it a default. Yeah. <laughs> they both won. I love that. Uh, and I think that's what makes him my favorite is that he, he already won in the beginning. Yeah. The rest of it is all revenge. And he's just like, sure, I'll go along for the ride, but I don't really care. <laughs> I like it. And then Rocky's over there doing montage scenes of him in a freezing warehouse in Russia. You're gonna need a montage. <laughs> Even Rocky <laughs> had a montage. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, no, he is easily, that is a no no thought answer for me if someone were to ask me that on the street. I think that Drago is one of the pinnacle villains of American cinema. One of the pinnacle. I mean, like, that is as an iconic villain as Darth Vader to me. Yep, and it's even a sore topic, right? Still, the re the, the problem he's from Russia. We've yeah. had this conversation. There's Still. another one, yeah, that um, the Jojo Rabbit like they take a topic that I think is typically poorly done and make it viable within a plot line, yeah. So, just the writing of that one definitely peaked from the second and third Rockies, yeah, because I still like the first I mean, one. Is Rocky the it, but. only film franchise where the fourth one's the best one? Probably. <laughs> it's not very likely there's another one. <laughs> like, really, man? Because then they did five, and that was trash. Yeah. I think it's not four. I've never seen the Creed movies, either. I haven't, either. I'm, I'm, I'm on those. I would like... I would like to... You know how much I love, like, non-cut scenes? Like, I love mm-hmm. one continuity shot. There's apparently, like, a five-minute boxing scene in one of the Creed movies that is all one continuous take for one of the rounds. I have heard great things about those movies. I just haven't put the time out to watch them. So I'll have to. Uh, Yeah. All right. Hit me with yours. I got to know. All right. Because if you think that we both could have had it, then I must know what it is very well. I don't know. I mean, I was just kind of saying that facetiously. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, You're not a a fan of, of, I don't think you're as much of a fan of this film creator as I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked what you said there that Drago's such a great villain because he already won at the beginning of the movie. And because he did that, whatever happens to him at the end is kind of inconsequential to him. Well, because it's his character. Right. It's very clearly just his character. It's not that he wanted it something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mine is the complete opposite of that. Okay. Mine 
is a dude that cares so much for himself that he's willing to throw anyone and everyone under the bus so that way he can seem like a hero. And that is Christoph Voltz's character, Hans Landa, from Inglorious Bastards. All right, all right. This is a man. I know you love yourself some Inglorious Bastards. I do. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so already Quentin Tarantino is my favorite character creator of all time. And I think, so So I knew that I, I needed a, a, a character from him to be on this list. Mm-hmm. But thinking about his movies, there's only one villain of his that really gets away scot-free. And that's Hans Landa. <laughs> because Hans Landa, great as we see in the beginning and throughout the movie, this is a dude that will do whatever it takes to accomplish a victory, you know, with the killing of the family underneath the floorboards at the beginning. He's the one that figures out that Bridget Hammerschmark has been helping out the American troops as well and strangles her with his own bare hands. You know, he mentally tortures multiple characters throughout the movie to get them to do what he wants. So this is a dude that has no care over what happens so long as he gets his goal in hand. But then he finds out Operation Kena the theater attack that's going to destroy the German higher-ups. Yeah. And he sells them all out. I did not know the name of that. He sells them all out. <laughs> because he sees the writing on the wall and the writing on the wall is that the Nazis are going to lose this war. Mm-hmm. And so he strikes a deal and not only does he get out of Genius. the war, he gets full military honors from the United States, gets to live in New York City, <laughs> and all he has to do is have a little price paid by having a swastika carved into his forehead. <laughs> I mean, it's just about as close to totally free as possible. <laughs> but he also is the man who single-handedly ended World War II in that universe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty great. Yeah. That's and a good for, character build right there. Yeah, for <laughs> all of that, I would say that Hans Landa is, is the villain that I think succeeds the most in his movie. Yeah, I can see that. I like that. That's a good one. I wish the rest of the movie fit with me, but because Tarantino is always a 50-50 with me. He either goes too far or doesn't go far enough for me. I think that's the... I don't know. That's the thing about about a lot of people with Tarantino. (laughs) It's like they expect him to be... No, right, yeah. And it's not a surprise feeling. They expect him to be violent. But then he isn't violent, so that is his, so that's a negative to them. But then he gets real violent, and that's also a negative to them. 
Yeah, he has to find it. Yeah, he like the ones I like by him are always in the middle. That kind of thing. So, but no, like his character, I loved in it. Um, oh, who is? I just don't think that there's a. I can't remember the other character. I just don't think there's there's a filmmaker out. No, there he's unique. That crafts characters like he does. That is always something you're gonna say, whether you like the movie or not. In your experience, those char- you know every one of those characters when you leave the theater from watching it. Yeah. You can explain every character to the next person you go and talk to about it. So, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> so. He's the king of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got some good lines in there. <laughs> in all of his movies. In anywhere, really. Good lines. All of them. Oh my gosh. He's so yeah, good. he's great. Uh, yeah, the one thing that I brought up before we started recording, and I just want to make sure we talk about it, is I wish that I had more female villains that I could pull from. Yeah, and I'd love to know good ones out there. If anyone listening knows them, I'd love to watch them. Yeah, please recommend movies that have the female villain succeed. Uh, well, especially, especially so now that I'm thinking about it, especially if it's over a male protagonist. So one that we've talked about before was Atomic Blonde. Yeah, sure. We didn't. I forgot about her. But outside of that, I can't think of anything. So what we talked about was how, even if it is a movie where women are empowered in it, it tends that they're not fighting another woman. They're fighting some another man to reach their goal. So they're you know they can't be the villain or whatever. Uh, That's why we're asking for your opinions on that and seeing what's going on. Maybe we missed something. (laughs) Maybe your comics have some more of that. There is two characters that I didn't add in this in my list because they are the central characters of Natural Board Killers. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, I like it. All right. Yeah. So those are those are what we're those that's this week's episode, Pat. Yeah, yeah. I think we nailed it. I think our number ones were worthy. Well, uh, definitely, man. Definitely, definitely what, worthy. Uh, what What are you into recently? What have you been checking out? Um. So you're you do the switch. That's your primary thing. Um. Have you ever found the Sakuna? Um, Rice and Ruin game. Uh-uh. it's pretty cool it's um basically in order to gain more power to fight demons you have to raise uh raise rice so you have to learn how to plant rice but then also find time to go out and kill demons on these little islands yep sounds <laughs> yeah it's neat uh and then at the end of the way you get powered up is that it's super important because you get powered up by how good your rice harvest is and then you redo it so it's a neat system i'm not just going and hacking a bunch of demon rabbits and you know then getting power from that yeah there's demon rabbits it's all the stuff it's 
great. Great. <laughs> the ones that shoot arrows are a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Anything that shoots arrows in video games is a pain in the ass. Uh, I just picked yeah, right. up my copy um, of Skyward Sword for my Switch. Nice. Steve got it too. Yeah. It's too hard for me. I'd have to do too many puzzles. I love I love a good puzzle in my video games, dude. Yeah, like, I'll Google I that thrive. on YouTube. I or thrive YouTube. for figuring out a puzzle in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. It looks cool, though. Like, the idea of swinging a thing to do the sword is kind of neat. Yeah, if I'm going to be honest, not a huge fan of it. <laughs> no? But it's easier than the button controls. Yeah, all the reviews I read about it are like, you have to move the stick so fast that it's nearly impossible to do it. It really is impossible to do anything. You have to like... (laughs) You have to like move your thumb so quick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I have it. Nice, man. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, You beat Immortal Phoenix then? It is more of a storyline Legend of Zelda game, which you know, I love Breath of the Wild but Breath of the Wild was greatly mm-hmm. lacking in story to me. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. But the fact that it was open world made it a big deal. Yeah, so, you know, you can't be all things to all people. Yeah, yeah no, that's fair. Um, outside of that, no, yeah, I did. I did be. I did. Nothing be, too crazy. Killed that game. Yeah. Fucked it up. Yeah, I know you like that one too. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, that's uh, all I have really going on. The I would like to let you know that my local movie theater just opened back up. Nice. Yeah, so it's first first day open was Friday, and Mm -hmm. I went and I did a little double feature. I I went to a movie at 6.50. I went to see Cruella at 6.50 and Mm -hmm. got out of that, went went to a bar, had a quick drink, and then went back and saw the Forever Purge movie at 9.50. I want to see that. I'm gonna wait till it comes out. What so do you I can think of it. the purge movies? Um, I have a mixed mixed bag on those. Um, I actually love so I watch them still because I think they do such a great job with the action scenes in it. It feels very real to me, even though it's clearly not. Um, Thanks, for that. but those were supposed to be documentaries, right? Yeah. Um, but my, my issue is that it covers the same topic in every movie and I need them to change that. Dude, this, oh my God, dude, they could have, they have, they've just given up on the act of subtlety in the most recent one. Really? Yeah, they have just oh, no. given up on the act of subtlety, bro. Like on this, so that covers they the same are, topic. But they now they're are just flat out telling beating you. you over the head. 
<laughs> with their messaging in this movie, bro. If I see another rich man, poor man purge, I'm gonna shoot myself. <laughs> hey, there's a there's a moment, and I quote you. There's a moment in this movie where, like, because a lot of it takes uh, place in Texas and like cowboy purgers or whatever. Even though, oh my god, I'll tell you what pissed me off is that the poster has like this sweet like purged out horse and this dude like purged all purged out with mask and like everything on this. There's not a single horse purge in the movie. Not that, one horse dies? Well, not just that, but there's not even like any purgers running around on horses. That's weird. Yeah, and like the whole movie at the beginning. It's the purge. The whole Don't movie at the deep. beginning <laughs> is about being a cowboy. So I was like, oh, sweet. We're going to see some like horse purging going on like these purgers on horseback like yeah. shooting at each other like a wild west thing nope does couldn't have been they would have been sued anyways so, <laughs> so there's a scene all right where, where where these two characters are standing around and the one guy just says it says your son he doesn't like me because i'm mexican and I'm like, ah, yes. The classic Hollywood trick <laughs> of hell, don't show. <laughs> yeah. You guys couldn't oh, come up And like, the problem is, the problem is, is that they've already have given you scenes that show the dude treating this dude differently than like other people yeah. on the farm. I and get they don't that. Let- let the watcher have an opinion on the matter and be no, smart so- enough to just follow the line. So, Jesus, guys, your son doesn't like you. Me gotta give- I openly laughed in the movie theater when he said that because I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? So, there's something to be said about not giving the viewer the ability to be smart. Yeah. And that's a moment of that. Like, we get it. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> We're not idiots. Yeah. Oh my god. god. I can't wait for you to see. Um, like I said, dude, they just the art of subtlety in purge movies is gone. No, no, it yeah, it sounds there. like it. Not that it was ever there. No. Be. The first one was not terrible. I really, really liked the first one. See, I like the first one up until about 40 minutes left. Whenever it starts becoming like a home invasion movie. Oh, and the guy burns this. in. You know, this is yeah. just normal then. Like, I think that the, yeah. the idea of the purge is great, but whenever they do these trailers for the movies, it's all like two second clips from the movie itself that are all done in one yeah. montage of the movie. And, 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 and from yeah, there... Yeah, they do do that. And from there, See that. it just becomes a movie about everyone shooting each other. Yeah, all the chaotic stuff starts, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I'm still surprised they made four movies already. Five. Yeah. I don't know how they stretch that out. <laughs> no, but, they want to do a hey, six. Good for them. 
uh, supposed I, to go into they a, could uh, probably make those forever because they're that weird niche market of people yeah that just love that right shit. well only certain had, types of people yeah i mean there's so many movies. people out there that that like watch it vicariously because they yeah. want a purge night <laughs> <laughs> How messed up is that? It's scary. Hey, what would what would be what would be your perk strategy? Oh, just get killed. Same as the zombie apocalypse. Just die. Just early Let him on. take me. Yeah, be done with it. I'll tell you what. For like, I mean, worst case, I'll do it to protect someone else. But for like outside of that, I'll just walk out there and huh? Like a week before the purge, I would sell safety maps safety maps yeah it would be like maps so then everyone knows where you are well no no no. each map would be different leading to different locations that would like that you could leave oh so it's just your safety spot to say well no i would sell them but here's right right yeah and here's the brilliant part patrick it won't matter if the map's accurate it won't because if it's not accurate, those people get killed. But if it is accurate, then I got a customer for next year. <laughs> you just brained the shit out of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wouldn't even be in town anymore, and I'd have a lot of money. <laughs> and I would go and I would go post oh up my in God. the middle of the Sahara. <laughs> I'd probably take a yearly trip to Canada, honestly. Okay, I want to request something, and I want to make this one very obvious. Yeah, I want to talk about spoilers, but spoilers that if you don't want to watch it, turn us off because I need to talk to Chocolate Bear about this because it's been a week and I haven't been able to talk to anybody about it. Yeah, all right. So, if you, you ready, don't then we're gonna let you know right now. Hashtag Batista for Mortal Kombat, and hashtag you've been spoiled. <laughs> By the spoiler king. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, can we please talk about the cutscene for Black Widow? Oh, at the end? Yeah. Yeah, what about I it? I need to talk about it. What about it's it? It's itching. It did two things okay. that just made my heart flutter, and that's never happened in a Marvel movie for me. I've never been so excited to see the next installment of Marvel ever. (laughs) They brought in Julia Louise Dreyfus because, duh, who wouldn't want her? Uh, We're going to get beep all over again, and I can't wait. (laughs) Listen, I know you you didn't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. But she was introduced at the end of that show. Yeah, that's it's fine. Yeah. This was way better. That she was introduced at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, I'll and make. I'm pumped, well, dude. Like, I'll she, probably do what you said. She is like perfect for. There's a character in the comics called Lady Hydra. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what. Oh. I don't know if if she's gonna be specifically Lady Hydra. But clearly, Lady Hydra is the inspiration for this character she's playing. Like a descendant or something? 
you know, she's okay. So, so I don't want to interrupt what you you're gonna say. No, no, go. That's, okay. I want to talk about it. I want to know. Okay, so 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 the comic books. There's a group called the Thunderbolts, and the Thunderbolts okay. are supposedly a group of reformed supervillains that come okay. together after the Avengers kind of disband and the Thunderbolts start taking on, you know, global threats as the Avengers did. Um, when in reality they're doing that so that way they can like blackmail more people and to like get a stronger sense of, of hold onto the universe itself. Okay. So that just makes it even better. Right. So <laughs> and, and, and headed and headed in some instances by Lady Hydra. Okay. Um yeah, so her relation with Elena, yeah. I thought my theory, because I didn't know all that obviously with Steve was that she they like got Elena into the um the shield yeah and she was something to do with the shield which maybe that ties in who knows maybe right. uh and so yeah so that's exciting that makes her character even more enticing like the fact that i didn't know made it kind of sweet though oh like eh, we'll see what happens but i'm gonna yeah. see it well and that's the thing like <laughs> that's the thing like even without knowing that stuff from the comic books you still kind of got there on your own Yep. You know? That and it's probably not going to happen. I'm just going to put it out there. This The dream is probably not going to happen. But if I get a Hawkeye and Elena themed movie, I may just cry. Uh, I want Hawkeye I to, to have I hate, a movie so I hate badly. to be the bearer of good news, Patrick. Okay. It's not going to be a movie. But I, I, both, I assume that. But they are both signed on for the Hawkeye television series that is due to hit Disney Plus within six months. Fuck yeah. Yep. I'm fine with that then. I'm good. Because there's a, so much background that that show can be written very well. Yeah. Yeah. We're some, she's in, in, uh, in the comics. If they didn't introduce about, that character as well as they did, it wouldn't work. They well, that's the thing. there's two characters from Black Widow that need to return. Obviously, Yelena, mm -hmm. she was the fucking mm -hmm. best, but mm -hmm. also the other fucking best was the Crimson Guardian. Oh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. He was so <laughs> both of them together were so good to like, they were such a good oh, the scene when he started singing to her. Oh, in the room. Oh, how cute was that? I yeah. Love that I thought so he was going to die. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. I was sure he was. I thought it'd be die. one of those sad, I haven't seen you in forever, but I have to give myself up to save you now things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm uh, glad that wasn't the case. So how much did you like Black Widow? Oh, that was a nine. A nine? Nine. I didn't feel like they did out the of, whole women empowerment thing like they could have. Out of ten. Oh damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
because, and I've really, I think I have a solid reason for that. Hit me. Is because they bamboozled me. Oh, they no! made me think it was a movie about Black Widow. Yeah, but it the movie up, was about Elena. It ends up being the origin story for another character entirely. Yeah, it was so smart because I need. I I was wondering how are you possibly going to make this movie when she's already died in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, to me, and all her, they did was hand me, the torch off. To me, it was always like there's an external reason why we're getting this story. Yeah. And basically what they did was pass the torch. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the, it, Which the comics it's Elena simple, but becomes the white widow. I would imagine yeah, with the suit black. that they had on. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, Dude, I and thought I'm they, stoked they for, did that for, for Dreyfus to be in Marvel movies now. For who? Dreyfus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, she is going to get some of the bitchiest lines, and I'm I can't so wait. stoked for it. <laughs> I'm so great. I know she won't be allowed to, but I really want them to hold a meeting where she has to say that. Uh, what is it? Something to the effect of it's about as effective as a using using a croissant as a dildo. If she can get use that line one day again in anything, I'd be so happy. <laughs> I want. I hear what you're saying, but even more so, even more so than that, I want her to drop the first fuck in a Marvel movie. I feel like they'd let her because that's her natural talking. You know I what I mean? Like, I, I think that's just like, how she communicates. If there's one character in Marvel that could that could say yeah. it. It has to be her. The one F word that you're allowed. Yeah. In a PG-13 movie. <laughs> like I would want it to be just as like just as the Avenger characters are starting or the Marvel characters. I don't know that they're how they're gonna frame that, but um, you know, so just as they're like about to attack, you just get one good fuck <laughs> and then she just goes off on someone <laughs> <laughs> or just yells yeah. fuck you so like, that's exactly her to the way that i imagine like some like <laughs> somebody drops down gets right in front of her like the hulk or something like drops down gets right in front of her yeah. like fuck this <laughs> like he turns around and high nails it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's can't wait that end cut scene that. made me so happy well because that at least made me know that Hawkeye's getting something related to him you don't is do that and then favorite? not give him a moment huh is he your favorite oh yeah and everyone makes fun of me for it <laughs> why would they do that Hawkeye's because the movies frame him out to be useless I disagree. But he has the best story. Yeah. I think that people who say that are missing the point of him. Yeah. No, he a is, thousand percent. He, he, just like Black Widow, are the like emotional core of the Avengers scene. Because they don't have the same powers. Exactly. That's why they were always my favorite two characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, a thousand percent. So I'm 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 looking forward to that. I'll definitely be watching that from week to week. 
but we'll see. Ending is spoilers. I think it's in November it's coming out. Oh, yeah, just in time for my birthday. Nice. (laughs) And yours. Yeah. It's not too far away. I'm excited because next month we're going to finally be getting what if, and I'm stoked for that. That's, I'm super excited. Yeah. That would be a good one with, uh, Maybe you and Noah, or you and Gavin, move off the Batman thing for an episode or two. Oh yeah, that would be fun. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I would do cool. that with Noah, but then I'd have did to the trust him for action to actually watch it. Yeah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> well, boys and girls, we did the things. If you listen to spoilers, already saw it. Great. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, clearly, I liked it. So, happy days for Pat. Yeah! see one of those in the theater and actually enjoying it. Because <laughs> I've seen them all, and I don't like them. <laughs> well, yeah, but you like... But that's because, like, they get a little Everything. bit too science fiction for you. Yeah, no, they, they, go, they, they go too far off the railing. Yeah, they, they, get, me, they get a know, little like, too heavy-handed in the comic book weird. Yeah. Which upsets me with DC because I think DC has the ability to keep my attention if they made good movies. Well, those are movies that don't exist, so. That's exactly right. <laughs> they have human characters and that means something. I don't know. It's just, God, they could, they could, if they did it right. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. As a comic book reader, I know that DC storylines uh-huh. would absolutely piss you off way more than Marvel storylines. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Right. DC has some real stupid shit going down all the time. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. All right. And if you all haven't heard it yet, hashtag Batista for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And that's us. And Batista for off. the MCU. Wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, I know. Batista for James Bond. Damn it. <laughs> Zombie movie, but damn it. He did that too. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once more. Over there has been the Vanilla Bear Patrick. What up? Have a good one. And if you don't know, you should know. This has been the Chocolate Bear Mundo. This has been Two Bears Media Review, part of Pop Culture Forest. We'll see you next time.